0: thank you for downloading this episode of the football purist podcast please help by subscribing and check out footballpurist.com We are back with another episode of the Talk On podcast. After the Reds put a hell of a performance in at Anfield against City in the first leg of the Champions League quarterfinal, in which the Reds scored three goals and conceded zero. I repeat, the Reds conceded zero goals to the best team in England. It's a goose egg for the Citizens, and even after a lover interview, so it's a miracle. It's it's an absolute miracle, and uh, what a game it was. Here with me to discuss. This massive, massive result are the boys from the West Coast. I've got Jeff Hallett. Jeffrey, what's going on?
1: Ha. Nothing but happiness. Can we think of something negative Is the only challenge tonight?
0: That is going to be tough. Negative seed index. We'll have to dig pretty deep for that. And we also have, it's been a while, good to have Paul Bickler back. Paulie, what's going on, man? What's up, guys? How are you? It's good to have you back. Uh, number one, the Lana fan, Paul Bickler on the show That's tonight. Right. That is right. That's right. Make no mistake, fellas, the Reds are part of the European elite, and City are not, and that might have showed tonight a little bit even before the match began with the the way that the atmosphere was. Um, it was absolutely electric, Paul. A European night at Anfield, what can you say?
2: Yeah, no, it... I thought it was really interesting leading up to the match. I mean, I think you saw some sort of foreshadowing before this thing where um, if you had read sort of some of the interviews with, with Robertson coming out and some of the things that Klopp and some of the guys were saying, um, they're sort of hinting that they had the city team sort of figured out. And I mean, you know we'd seen him go up in quick succession on him last match and then concede three uh right away and have city back in the match um so you know, I think there was a little bit of nerves going into this thing to see what we were going to do, especially since city has just basically run Ramshock over the entire league, but I mean it seems it seems to be that they've actually got this team figured out. I mean, Pep came out and said that they weren't going to sit back. Um, And let Liverpool attack. They're gonna that basically Liverpool's front three weren't gonna change the way that City came to the match. And I mean, I don't know if that's gonna be the case second leg. I think they're gonna have to change some things. It's gonna be really interesting to see what happens.
0: Yeah, you said it there, Jeff. I mean, it's the way that Klopp wants to play. He's gonna come out and do the same thing every time. I mean, he's actually had a pretty good record uh, against Pep. Um, I think he's he's gotten more wins against Pep than any other manager. I believe It's six now seven. I think with that result, so. Uh, just crazy, and you know, one—not even a single shot on target for Man City. Just the way that that Liverpool play their style, as well as um, pressing in the right areas, and just again with with the atmosphere that that was at Anfield, it just—it it was meant to be.
1: Yeah, I have nothing but plaudits to offer for Klopp and how he set up, and to your point about the press, the way it felt like it didn't matter who had the ball. There was usually two Liverpool defenders near that ball. So Sané was draped with, of course, Trent and Ox and Milner and whoever ended up being in the box, able to help. The The rotation of the press in the midfield, I thought was probably the most impressive, the first time i I guess, tuned into that, where they would alternate throwing Ox and then throwing Milner at Fernandinho, which shut him down, wasn't able to allow him to do what he usually does. So, yeah, I mean, from top to bottom, all the 11, uh, the 12th man, as we're now calling it, everybody in the stadium was certainly switched on, but the desire from top to bottom on the team is really something to behold, and I don't know if I've seen it yet.
0: Yeah, Liverpool are unbeaten at home in European competition since 2014, and that Madrid game, I think that was, yeah, obviously Rodgers in charge then at that point, Uh, what a... Oh, embarrassing. I think that was, what, Benzema with a couple and Ronaldo had scored that game too. So um, that's... Uh, also, they've extended their run um, without a defeat in 15 European games at Anfield. So, that's I mean, that's just, just huge. It just shows, you know, Liverpool belong in Europe. They, for whatever reason, just play much, much better in European competitions than domestic ones. Um, that, you know, it just... It just feels right every time there's a European game at Anfield. So, um, Paul, anything else to say about the tactics? It it feels like, you know, Jurgen definitely out-tacticked and and classed uh, Pep on the night. Uh, You know, he pressed City in the right areas, causing their center backs to make some poor passes, which led to some chances for Liverpool. Um, You know, he 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 made City look like they had never played with each other before. Um, it, it was really weird. It, you know, David Silva had a really, really off game. De Bruyne didn't have the best game. Fernandinho, um, you know, and then you have Pep who brings in uh, on and, and sits Sterling. So that was a very big decision, seeing as how Sterling didn't have the best game out at Anfield. So just in terms of, like, the starting lineups and each manager's tactics, anything you noticed?
2: Um, I mean... I think I think the uh, I mean the first thing that I kind of noticed is I think that Pep's a bit of a liar. I mean he said that you know like he said that it's not going to change the way they play. Right? They're going to come out and they're going to play an attacking lineup and they're going to come at Liverpool, which I think to some extent is true. However, um, there's no reason you don't you don't start Sterling in the this match if that's the case, right? I mean Gunnarsson had a, a, an absolute nightmare. Uh, of game. um, And that's more of a defensive move, putting him in uh, to control the center of the midfield. I think what's interesting in this match is this is the first game that I've ever seen Liverpool play that I can remember of late where they looked comfortable without the ball. And that's essentially, I mean, they conceded 60-plus percent uh, possession, which is not not normal for us. Um, and I thought they looked the better team doing it. And essentially, um, they're always going to be good at disrupting uh, back lines with pressing. I mean, that's the way Klopp plays. That's why Firmino is central to his, uh, what he likes to do. Um, that's why um, I think Ox has been so big as an introduction. Uh, one, the one thing Lalana brought to that team was a really, really good press. And so Ox kind of coming in and doing that in his place, has been huge, um, but that being said, you can breath city all day, and the reason that city can destroy you is because they got such good quality and such good spacing. If you, if you're not disciplined um, without the ball in your spacing, they're just going to pick your channels and pick you apart. And I think that's what we did really good. Uh, Really well today, as we we pressed them and we hunted in packs. But at the same time, they were disciplined. Um, uh, Liverpool were disciplined in their positioning and, and basically not allowing um, City to really go through the channels. Clearly, had
0: had the better game um, in terms of playing without the ball as well. Just like you said, I mean, it, it was it was different of, of of Liverpool in the sense that not just that we knew that Man City was going to have a lot of possession because that's how they like to play. But also, it felt like Liverpool sat a bit deeper, almost sort of willing to just concede that, like, go ahead and have the ball and we're going to be ready to counter you. I mean, I know Liverpool, you know, like to do that in terms of when they go up against better teams, they're a counter-attacking team, but it did feel like they sat just even a little bit deeper today um, and, and defended really well, kept things really tight. Um, speaking of defending, Jeff, anyone in the back five that you want to touch upon? Not not too much with Karius. He, he read things well, I think. Uh, Looked always to, to outlet the ball quickly, which is what he does, which we like. Um, but anything you notice about the back five, I, I think there's there's one clear standout player um, who is actually a lot of people question how he would do in this game given his recent run, run of performances.
1: Are you referring to a certain center back?
0: No, I am referring to a certain right back. I think that yep mm. that um, you yeah, know yeah. He, hey, he had a trapped, tough time against Zaha, but you know he arguably was could have been man of the match for a 19-year-old to step up like that. You know, a kid from Liverpool knowing what that game meant more than most. um, Just what an unbelievable performance from him.
1: Yeah, I mean, clearly he was drilled and practiced and prepped for it because he never once let Sané burn him down the flank. And that obviously what torched us in the first, or at least last time we played January at Anfield, and, you know obviously was exposed at the weekend versus aha so it was a big growth effort for him showing that he's taken a step forward and wow did he I mean didn't allow and he of course had help at hunting impacts to Paul's point that was obviously a help because Sonny's just got such quality before you know it it's it's sitting at the near post uh, behind behind you in the net so just wonderful on the ball, interceptions, dislodging, clearances. For me, it was man of the match.
0: I don't want to put a damper on his performance because he had an excellent game. I thought when you deal with a winger as good as Sané, you know, arguably a top three winger in the Premier League based on form this season, um, he he didn't have that that overlapping run to deal with, which I think helped him a little bit. You know, Laporte kind of seems like he was told just to, to sit behind him, you know, because Laporte's a center back. And um, it, it just seemed like Trent could just focus on that one task at hand, which was just focus on Leroy and, and don't worry about anything else. And, you know, what when he did was it was an excellent job, Bickler. I thought, uh, you know, I thought VVD had a great game. I, I thought Robbo had a good game. The, the whole back five actually had a pretty good game. Lovren didn't put a step wrong, you know, which is which is crazy to say.
2: Yeah, I mean... So, like, we kind of make this joke about Lovren, right? But, like, my major concern was Trent Arnold. I mean, I think... I think to be honest, like his future's in the midfield, right? And I mean, we often see this with young players; they we kind of we kind of get them settled in a fullback role, and then when they graduate into sort of uh, you know further advanced positions, that's what I expect will happen with Trent Arnold. I think that he's been sorely exposed in the last sort of month here um, in multiple games, and a lot of you know a lot of tendencies are to point to center backs as errors in situations where we concede goals, and I think that you <laughs> Um, You know, I think Lovren's been blamed multiple times for errors that were caused by either Trent Arnold being out of position or allowing crosses to come in that shouldn't have come in um, or just, you know, poor play altogether. So like for him, I was very worried about him starting. Um, I know that he started his career as sort of the darling um, into Liverpool being a teenager, and I think that he's performed well. But he is my major concern as a weakness on that back line and getting exposed just not only because of his size, uh, but because of his inexperience and because of his run to play so i mean i was wrong he came out and and improved everybody wrong he had a hell of a game um i think um I think for him to bounce back this way proved a lot to me about how mentally tough he is. Um, I mean, because they clearly targeted him down that flank with Sané. Um, you know, obviously the ball up to Salah out of the wing. That is what he does, right? I mean, he's very good going forward, releasing the ball out. Very good at – he's arguably the best crosser when he's on the pitch. Um, so that stuff's great. But to to do so well defensively, is was great. Um, I, I mean, you know, I'm probably – um I'm I it's pretty well known for most people that I'm a little bit softer on Lover than most people. I still think that he's far and away the best even when Matep is healthy, the best partnership with VVD. Um I think he's strong in the air. I think he responds well uh to to VVD's style in terms of being a strong uh you know leader and being able to sort of follow direction. Um I think he's much stronger in that regard. Um but, yeah, I mean, I was happy to see Trent Arnold uh, perform that way. That was that was pretty incredible because um, I was – honestly, I was at the point where, um, shit, like I was like, man, I don't know if you need to get Milner in there at one of the fullbacks positions. Like, I mean, because Milner had spent time both at left back and at right back at City. Um, I know that's not where he wants to play, but he's solid and he's defensive and he can still get forward. So um, that's kind of where I was at, and I know that's not a, a, a realistic probability, but in the back of my mind, that's where I was at. So to see him come out when Gomez is out and, and perform that way. I mean, he offers a lot more going forward than Gomez, um, but I, I mean, really lacks defensively and in size. So um, that was, that was awesome.
0: Yeah. We got to keep realizing which, which would you guys are saying as well is that, you know, he's just 19 years old and he just played in one of the biggest Liverpool games that they've had at Anfield in a, in a while. Um, and,
1: certainly since 05 yeah i mean can you you name a bigger european night at anfield other than the run-up to 05
0: i mean i heard the atmosphere at dortmund versus Dortmund was was crazy but in terms of like you know obviously that was europa so um you know this in terms of importance obviously this is way more important but i think also this in terms of the atmosphere this was a night that could compare to Dortmund. maybe not you know, limbs going everywhere because of the way the Dortmund game ended. But just in terms of getting hyped, getting ready for the game, showing up, turning up, I think the early goals definitely helped so they could be singing all game. I mean, it was just – it was absolutely electric, and, and I think that helped Trent too. Just like Bickler, you were talking about, it made him mentally strong. I think he plays off the crowd a lot, and you can see with his fist pumps. Um, I mean, he it's, – it's like, you know, the whole team gets energy from Anfield and, and the fans. And so – I mean they came it was rocking, so that was a huge part, I think, especially to to help not just the defense but the whole team kind of continue on so uh we'll move forward from the defense. I just wanted to quickly give a shout to uh robbo's run, I thought that was a, a really good run down down the left um and and he he had a couple of a nice crosses as well uh in in the game, and you know he he's just turning out to be such a great buy, one of the great signings um that we've had in a while so Big shout out to the whole back five. Karius looks like he's confident. You know, he, the, the the back four I think are playing a lot better with him um, behind than they would be with, with Simon. And that just that might, you know, not just have to be with the style, but just because he's a he's a fucking better keeper. So um, I don't want to
2: sound like a homer here, but is Andy Robertson the best left back in the league possibly? Quietly. He, he quietly is
0: not – maybe not in terms of scoring goals, but I think he has the most chances created, does he not, right now in the, in the Premier League? I and mean, that's the
2: thing. He's, he's not going to go in and get into the box and necessarily try or to have, have free kicks like Alonzo, you know? He can do that, but I mean he's just For creating. incredibly sound defensively, has one of the best left-footed crosses I've seen of late. Um, I just think that he's so undervalued and so under the radar right now. It's unreal. He was
1: relegated going into the season. So yeah, Yeah. it's pretty easy to underrate the guy.
2: Yeah.
0: This is just another moment. You know, we've been talking in past weeks about him, Uh, another game like tonight, a big game when the pressure's on and and he lives up to it. It just seems like he was meant to be Liverpool's left back for a long time. So really, really happy to have him, Uh, you know, him VVD. And at the moment, Trent or Gomez at right back, I agree with you Bickler that Trent hopefully will eventually be in the midfield, but um, you know, just what a performance by the back five. Let's go ahead and move forward because, Jeff, I mean, for me, this was a bit of a sketchy midfield. I know Milner's been playing great as of late. I He's always one for me. Like, if he's starting, I'm not upset. But then you kind of have question marks about it. And, and you know, as of late, he's improving me wrong. I, I, when he was in the starting lineup and I saw that, I was like, okay, good. At least he'll be able to provide some cover, um, you know, because... You know, the city's going to have the ball so much. He's got to be able to help defensively, which he did a couple of times very well. Um, but no genie w- was a bit of a shock for me. Um, yeah. You know, I-, I guess you have to have a holding midfielder, you know, when, when Emory's inj- injured and the only other one that we regularly play with is, is Hendo. I know Wijnaldum's played there and he actually might have to now that Hendo's injured for the second leg, but that, that midfield three um, I-, I was glad Ox started and, you know, set up before the game, but obviously now seeing it afterwards is, was much better. So, um, you know, any, anything you have to say about that midfield three and, and just how they perform this game.
1: Yeah. I mean, Henderson, I think is carded for the return leg. Uh, he may be injured
0: too. You know what? Really quick. Before half. you begin, like, dude, Hendo had a pretty solid game. Just, just want no, to know. No, I'm not, you're not the biggest fan, but you got to give him some. props. Yeah, that's true.
1: That's true. And, and Dickler's here to check me on my Henderson. But it's not hate tonight. I mean, he put in a phenomenal performance. You know, credit where credit is due. Absolutely, uh, probably the best performance I've seen of him in a Liverpool shirt, which is kind of crazy to think about. Uh, He just did everything perfectly. Um, Was always on the ball, was always helping his teammates, and was quickest to the second, third ball, which kept our offense churning, kept possession where we needed it. So, Lots of plaudits for him. Uh, it's unfortunate. I didn't think I would be saying this before the match, that it would be unfortunate and he can't continue to the return leg, or the second leg, I should say. But I am. <laughs> I mean, he was amazing. Um, the hope is Emery will be back and hopefully fit in time for that uh, tie at the Etihad. But, yeah, Henderson, really not a lot you can say negative about what he did on the day. It was fantastic.
0: Yeah, I thought he recycled the ball pretty well, Paul. Um, you know, he—it seemed like he still had some legs underneath him late in the game. He was tracking back still. He does a lot of running for us. Um, you know, obviously Ox had an amazing game and what a strike that was—just absolutely filthy. Said he'd been working on it, uh, you know, in training a little bit. So hopefully we see some more players take those those chances because I don't think we have enough of those guys in the team right now who will be, you know, we have, okay, our front three is phenomenal, but you wouldn't really, not that you wouldn't back them to, to score from outside the box, because a lot of times you would, but they just, they don't do it that often. I feel like, and especially now that Phil's gone, we don't really have anybody. Emre every once in a while will have a go, but it was nice to see Ox just just let one rip. Um, And, and just in general, the the midfield three had a, had a really good game. I thought Milner played really well again.
2: Yeah, I mean what a player Ox has been. Um, I think what's interesting for me is when I watch Ox play, he seems a lot more comfortable in this side than he wasn't in, in, the, in the, you know 5 plus years at Arsenal uh coming up through um in I know he's playing a little he's playing a little bit differently, right? I mean, he's used to playing out wide. He's playing a little bit more centrally, which uh I heard is where he wanted to be. So, um that's very interesting. I think he was a critical signing. I mean, a lot of people were thinking, you know, we're losing Coutinho, Emory's probably gone. We need some more depth in the midfield. Uh, and I think a lot of people figured when we picked Ox up, he was going to be additional secondary depth out wide. Um, but I think what he what we're finding out now is that he's really uh, been brought into the midfield uh, to, to provide cover and to provide uh, quality. Um, in the fact that um, you know, with Alana, as much as I love him, man, I don't. He he's got used he's got used treads on those tires, and I'm not sure how well he's going to hold up long term um, it's it just i'd have very little confidence of him having a run of health um, i think i'm probably not the only one on liverpool staff that feels the same way and that probably had a lot to do with why ox is in um obviously he's got a rocket that was a great go it was so awesome to see him again then i love ox because he seemed like he gen- he seems like he genuinely enjoys the game um and so that was really good to see him in a big moment hit it um I was not surprised to see Milner play. I'm torn on that, right? Okay, so here's my thing with Milner. Um, I love Milner. I think he's everything Emery Chan isn't. And, and what I mean by that is he's consistent, right? Um, but the problem with that is I feel like he he's – you get two of the same when you have Henderson and Milner in side by side. It's almost two similar qualities coming in together next to each other. Um, and that was my fear. But I was not surprised he started based off the run of play last match. I thought he was man of the match last match. I thought he was phenomenal. Um, and so I was not surprised to see Klopp sort of roll with the hot hand in that regard. Uh, Henderson, for me, um, despite sort of the controversy and the sort of the, um, the shit that surrounds Henderson routinely, I, for me, is an automatic start. I think he's... Uh, Uh, In in his position um, as a holding midfielder in Klopp's system, I think he does everything that Klopp wants. I think he he controls the run of play. I think he recycles possession well. I think he presses well. Um, I think for me, he's an automatic start when he's healthy. Um, That's my long-term sort of fear with him is um, how much that sort of chronic heel condition is going to damper that going forward and if he can stay healthy. Um, But I thought that was the best midfield we could put out today.
0: Yeah, I mean, with Hendo, I, I like your point about he he is what um, – or, or sorry, with Milner, he is he is what Emre uh, is not in terms of consistency because, yeah, Emre seems like he has either a really poor game or just an outstanding game. And, and Milner, every time he get, he's out there, you know what he's going to provide. That's why you might not be as skeptical when he's on the team sheet because you know he's going to have at least a solid performance. Um, Well, his
1: balls, his balls going forward. I mean, triggering the counter that led to the Sala goal. I mean, it's just a perfectly way to pass. And and there's been so many of these, especially in Champions League. So yeah, seven assists now, I
0: think. Right. He, I mean, he's leading the Champions League assist category by, by three, I believe. So, I mean, he, listen, he's, he's been playing really well for for us this season. You know, he hasn't consistently played in the midfield, I think, since his Villa days. (laughs) Good for him. Good for Milner, you know when it comes to Hendo, Paul, I, I I can understand what you're saying in terms of in Klopp's system he does everything that that, he, that Klopp would want him to do in that holding role. And, and I agree with you. The the problem with me is Hendo does a lot of things really well, but nothing really like on that elite status, nothing really on that class status. And while it's good to have those players in your squad, I just you know, it's a reason why I'm excited to see Naby Kaye to come. Not that he's going to be playing that holding midfield role, but you know, he does have a couple of things that he's just next level at, and that's um, where where I think we need to improve as well in terms of that holding midfielder position. The likes we've been linked with, Jorginho, I think in terms of oh, in, yeah. and indeedy, um, although those two players are very different, they have qualities about them that are just next level stuff, and so. I would love to have Hendo in the squad. Um, I, I've never really complained about Hendo, and in, in terms of you know being a, never wanting him to be sold, in, in terms in terms of like disliking him in any way. I just, for me, I don't know if he should be starting in such a prominent role as that as that number six role. Um,
2: Hard on this team, to on this know.
0: team, or in the future. I mean, I. I well it depends where you know if he were to go somewhere else i personally, I think he's best on the on the right of a midfield three I think when when we were playing in thirteen fourteen I know that was, that was a great season, but I thought that's where he had one of his best seasons when you know even though Gerard that wasn't his best position to sit. Hendo did a lot of the running for him, and it was when he was at his best pressing. Hendo can actually whip in a pretty nice cross, so he found himself on the right side a lot. Um, I think he's best in a box to box role, not the holding midfielder role. Um, he does recycle well i just don't think he's um courageous enough maybe in his passing but listen uh, again I'm, I'm a hendo fan i i thought he had an excellent game today i, I you know games like these you, you feel lucky to have him in the squad because when Emray's injured who else are you going to put in there you don't necessarily want to go to genie first um so you know that's that um anyways let's go ahead and move Meanwhile- on
1: from- Meanwhile, I've never been a Hendo fan, and I've got to say, yeah. I mean, phenomenal performance today. I mean, I would have sent him the glue factory in the summer, and uh, so he wouldn't have been necessarily a, an option for me. But, yeah, absent anyone else, until you bring in the players, you know, Jorginho, <laughs> Ndidi, doesn't matter who we bring in, so we're going to have some losses. and You've got you've to provide depth there. Uh, but today, on the day, you know, nothing but plaudits.
0: Yeah, and let's not forget, he is the captain of Liverpool – and this was a huge, huge game for Liverpool, and he performed. And and he, I don't think there was many times where he needed to show a crazy amount of leadership on the pitch besides his play. Like I don't think there were that many chippy fouls this game. I don't think you know it, 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 there doesn't seem like there's a lot of animosity every time he plays City. It's just two really good attacking sides going at it. But he played like a captain today. You know, you got you got to give him credit. Um, let's let's go ahead and move on from there. I mean, Jeff. Front three. Uh, we'll obviously get to Salah. We'll get to Firmino as we always do, but we got to keep highlighting Mane as of recent because he has been playing probably the best he's been playing for Liverpool in the past couple weeks, and he's doing everything for us. He's 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 out wide. He can drop deep. Uh, he can even play as a ten if he wants to. He's now skying over defenders and heading, you know smashing the ball on the ground in the back of the net. What a game he had again today, and just what a player he's been for us.
1: Yeah, uh, Mane, the form that he's been in. I mean, so everybody talks about him having a down year or whatnot, and the statistics have overwhelmingly proved that that's just wrong. <laughs> Liverpool Nation, he is, I think, reached another level in the second half of the season. He got the hat trick, you know, a few weeks ago, a month ago. Uh, and here we go on a European night, the most important night he's had in a Liverpool shirt for sure. And he was all over the park. He was menacing. <laughs> Didn't matter where he was. He, he is, if I were to think of one person to typify the kind of desire that I saw from all of the 11, it'd be him. I, I mean, the way he went in for that header right off of Fernandinho's shoulder, I <laughs> mean, and the, it was the third and decisive goal. I mean, that was it uh, in terms of, you know, City's ability to come back. And then, you know, the team ensued the defending sitting back, which Klopp even complained about. He didn't like that we weren't as attacking in the second half. But nothing from Mane's perspective that uh, that dug into that. I mean, I was hoping to see with Solanke coming on that, you know, that pass would have, you know, gotten Mane in a, in a more favorable position, mm-hmm. been able to bury that. That would have been wonderful because uh, Solanke just hasn't had the minutes. Um, I thought he showed well on, on pressing, but um, there really wasn't much compared to what we lost in Salah going off. So anyway, back to, back to money. It's so acrobatic, such a talent and he's in form and that projects super well through the rest of the season. And God
0: forbid anything happened to Salah. Yeah, well, we'll find out a little bit more about that injury to to Salah. Hopefully, in the next couple of days, he said he was fine after the game, but you never want to take any of that stuff lightly. Hopefully, he didn't tear anything. I mean, you don't you don't know until the actual results come back. Um, Pauli, uh, you know, Firmino, I thought had another excellent game. Had a nice little poke there to Salah for the first goal. Uh, his touch was immaculate again. Uh, the runs he was making. He just is is having a great season. Uh, probably is, I'd say easily, his best season for Liverpool, at least in terms of production. But just clicking with this front three and and being that, that guy who can hold up the play, who can drop deep, who can also finish, uh, provide for everybody else. I mean, Bobby, I thought, had another pretty good game.
2: Yeah, I mean, so I think, you know, we talked a little bit Monday. I think the first goal really sort of is almost like um it's almost like a macro. If you looked at if you look at Liverpool uh, as a season, like that goal is Liverpool condensed into like twelve seconds. Like yeah. the industry of Firmino, he misses the shot, he stays after it, he fights through a tackle, he digs it out, he pokes it over to Salah, who makes basically a sixty-yard run to get in position yeah. and puts it home. Right. I mean, and that is Liverpool in a twelve-second nutshell. I swear to God, like Salah, out of his thirty-six goals, thirty of them have to be just him being in the right spot at the right time almost like dirt Cout used to be not necessarily the most insane quality uh, but just the absolute like football intelligence to know where a ball is going to be and where he needs to be for it to get home like that is what I think is so amazing about Salah I mean obviously he's got pace he's quick he's technically sound um, he's got a hell of a, he's got an insane left foot um, but the ability to be there when he needs to be and then I think that what, what people don't really understand and I think a lot of people understand uh, like sort of overlook on this team is the central importance to firmino um all summer we talked about look at united they spent all this money they got lukaku they got these a strikers look at tottenham they've got harry kane look at city they've got aguero they've got all these a-list strikers and we've got firmino we need to buy a striker and have firmino play further back as a 10 or as an attacking mid and like i don't think people understand that like what Klopp demands out of a, a, a out of a striker is so much in terms of the off the ball movement, the press, and, and that's really why Suarez was so critical to this Liverpool team. In a lot of ways, Firmino has that without sort of the insane magical stuff that Suarez put. But what he does bring is that just absolute effort, and grind, and in that industry throughout the entire game. And he's got insane quality. Like he does make goals that are absolutely jaw dropping. Um, I mean, you look at that sort of backheel clip a couple of games ago on a cross like he is capable of that magic right. but he makes everybody else around him better and that's what i think is so insanely awesome about this front three you've got Mane on one side saw on the other side and credit to klopp man like when they brought um Salah in, i mean nobody knew that's what we were getting right nobody knew that's what we were getting and i actually expected um to see I thought we would see uh, Mohamed Salah on the left wing some, okay? I mean, for I know he played right wing predominantly, but he's seen as much time on the left wing as, as, as really Sadio Mane, who's played all over. And I didn't expect that you take the player of the year last year off of the right wing and move him to another side. Um, and and we, we talk about Mane having maybe a bit of a slow start. I think that had something to do with it. Um, so for Klopp to have the balls to basically move his best player to the other side of the field, I mean, it's obviously paying huge dividends. But I think for Mino, it's very to that.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I'm, I'm under the impression that Firmino could play anywhere on the pitch. He could be a center defensive mid and be the best one in the Premier League. I just I'm convinced he's the best player in the Premier League just all around. Got I it. love him. I love him. Uh, just like you said, he's just so central to what we do. There's so many things that, you know, unless you really watch him, you know, you don't see what he does for this side. And that's how we function is because of him. And and you know, you, you look at strikers, uh, Liverpool's past, Even go back to Rushy. I mean, one of the first qualities that a lot of Liverpool fans will say about Rushy is just his defensive work rate. I mean, it all started with him up top. Um, and, and you can say the same thing about Bobby. Um, he's just so important to to our pressing and, and, and you know, to being a, just completely a part of the full 11, you know, with his work rate. You just got to appreciate him every single time he gets out on the pitch, so... Uh, really lucky well, to have him.
1: Here's an interesting question. So, it, we always worry, especially if you see the numbers on Salah, and feel just nervous as hell that Salah is headed to Madrid or headed somewhere else with this kind of performance. You know, people talking in the coffers, and using language like messy, like, with. Firmino sitting in the middle is the fulcrum of the offense, the way he makes the offense move. I'm wondering if that insulates Liverpool from losing those wingers. I mean, first, Salah is not South American and, you know, I've been dreaming about Barcelona since he was born. Maybe he's dreaming about something else more basic uh, from Egypt. Um, But so there's not that natural draw of him to Spain. But, I mean, the best players want to play with the best players. However, the way this front three is assembled you've got Bobby in the middle doing all of the work that he's doing in Klopp's system, that theoretically puts both players, both Mane and Salah, in the best position possible to have the kind of returns they've seen this year. And Mane's having a great year after he's figured it out, moving from different sides of the pitch and Salah. How could you argue with those numbers?
0: Yeah, well, to go off your point, I mean, you're right. The best players want to play with the best players and the best managers in the world. And I would... Ray Klopp up there. I, I don't think anyone can argue he, he should be in the top ten managers in the world. As a biased opinion of mine, I would argue is a top five um, for Liverpool. I don't think there's a better manager than him for how we want to play and who embodies the the city and the fan base and um, you know everything about Liverpool. I, I think he is one of the, if not the best guy for for the job. Um, and you know players are attracted to that. Um, whereas sometimes certain players may go for money, uh, where sometimes certain players may go for the city, whether it be London, um, over oh, somewhere like Liverpool. Um, no, no. I mean, listen, that's what Ale- Alexis Sanchez came out and said his, I mean, a lot. okay, let's be honest, Wenger over Rogers at that time, but also, Too like, easy. but, but also, you know, he's, he admitted, he's like, yeah, my wife wants, wanted to go to London. Like she wants to live there. Um. That's for for some people. That's just what it is. I mean, you, Alexis wanted to go to City, and then uh, United offered them that amount of money, so he we went there. I mean, listen, there's there's different reasons why footballers want to go where they want to go. But the bottom line is is to go off your point. Players want to play with the best players, and players want to play with the best managers. That only happens, you know, if you start winning too. I mean, so yeah, like exactly, it's like this is Trophies. so we don't have to worry about you know about transfers as much if we keep having nights like. Liverpool just had you know today tonight they big European games are the reasons why players want to go play where they do I mean Sterling was on the other side of a 3-0 loss yes he's going to win the Premier League which Liverpool have not done in a long time Uh, he's on one of the best attacking sides and he's having a great season but there's just something about when you look at you know Liverpool on the other side of a 3-0 victory you know at Anfield it's like how do you ever want to leave that why would you ever want to leave that Um, This club provides you with everything you could want except for the next part, which needs to be winning trophies. And if we do that, then I don't think we have to worry necessarily about a uh, Salah leaving or Monty leaving or Bobby leaving. So. You never know. Um, I, I, you know, so I just we, you got you got to win something, and there is something special about this team in terms of this competition right now. I, I, there just is. There, there's something about that pedigree going into the game tonight where it's just you look at both sides and you go, City's done nothing in Europe, and Liverpool have, and and it, you don't you don't want to like say in, something like intangible like that has an effect on the game, but I do think it has an effect on the mentality, and you know, you never know what can happen in the second leg, but. This was a draw that I talked about last week where I feel like against any other squad, you wouldn't want to have a home leg first. But for some reason, it felt like sort of an advantage. Jeff, we were talking about this last week, um, just to be able to, uh, um, you know, on Slack, we were talking about just to be able to have this first leg at home. Um, if Liverpool can get on top and then go there and just do what they did. I mean, I don't think we expect them to keep a clean sheet, but I mean... You're, you want to show right away like that this is this is what Liverpool do um, and, and they win elite games in elite competitions. Um, so great night, great night at Anfield. Um,
2: anything else you guys want to say about the game before we moved on? no I mean so I think this is going to be interesting right I mean we've seen this throughout this competition we've won big elsewhere I mean in group stages we won big more, more you know five uh, what, Porto, we went huge into the group leg stages um, so we came back to Anfield and had a nil nil draw I don't think we've ever gone on the road with a large lead um, even though it's like what 30 miles up the road um, I'm going to be very interested to see how this affects uh, the performance coming out from our side um, because effectively um, you know obviously you've got a three-goal cushion here you would like to sort of uh, nurture and sort of protect. But at the end of the day, one goal in at City is really going to make this a difficult obstacle. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know if we can – I don't know yep. if we can uh, – I don't know if this team – um is set out in a way to squeeze minutes out of a game uh, as effectively as some other teams um I, my hope is that we come out uh, field a very similar team with a very similar tempo uh look to kill this match out with a goal uh, and really um I, you know I, I hope we don't come out with a conservative mindset that's my only worry um but uh klopp's obviously a smart guy um that's why he does what he does uh, i'll be very curious to see how this thing rolls out and i'm excited man this can be awesome
1: to Paul's point, all it takes is one goal to have us go through. And how do Liverpool defend best we saw today in the first half? It's by attacking, by keep- keeping that attacking machine, churning on through. Um, it obviously depends on the front three all being healthy. Again, knocking on wood for Mr. Salah. But yeah, I, I would love to see the exact same thing because uh, City didn't even get a whiff of goal because we were always in their half. I mean, we gave up possession in the first half, but with all the attacking, all the focal point was on how Liverpool could create danger in their half, and that's how we defend best.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you guys. Just just go out there and play the way that we have. Um, don't try and be someone we're not and, and try and kill the game off early and, and just enjoy it because... Listen, we didn't want to draw City and, and, you know, it's not going to be in a way like that a lot of fans enjoy in terms of like, oh, imagine if they got to travel to Barcelona or Madrid or Rome or, 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 you know, Sevilla. It's like, it's just like you said, Paul, it's 30 miles around there up the road. This, the fans are going to travel really easily and whether or not they can get in the game, they're going to be there and they're going to be active in Manchester and it's going to be, crazy it's gonna be crazy to see the, the fans that get in the traveling fans are gonna be amazing it's i don't feel like even though the etihad is huge it's as big of a home field advantage for city as it was for liverpool even though they're yeah, distant, if that not. makes sense you know like i just i don't feel like that it would be as big of an, ad- as an advantage for maybe someone like a madrid or barcelona or you know any of the other teams in the competition so still very excited to see how the the fans are at this away leg. I'm sure there'll be some footage of it too, but they'll travel easily and and they'll be loud and and vocal as well. So I'm really looking forward to to the second leg. You just, you know, imagine if we go to city and and play the way we did tonight, even better. I mean, I don't think Liverpool even had that great of a game. They just capitalized on a lot of city's mistakes. So we still have the ability to go there and play just as well as they can. Um, Really, really looking forward to it. A uh, quick shout, guys, before we move on to the seat index, that the referee, I thought he had a pretty good game, especially for not calling that Penel on Robbo. Um, that was probably the main reason why he would would be my, my actually man of the match, is, is the ref. But he also, he did our, uh, it's, it's Felix, the American way would be like Breach, but I think it's like because he's German, it's Breach or something like that, or Breich. Um But I, I thought Felix had a pretty good game. Uh, he did our Sevilla 3-3 draw. He did the Champions League final last year, the Madrid against Juve. And uh, and he, I believe he's going to the World Cup, actually. He's, he's named as one of the refs for the World Cup this year. So I, I thought he had a pretty good game all around. Um, obviously, a little bit of a biased point of view for that uh, Rabo, Rabo pen, but, uh, which was probably a pen. And we got very lucky because that away goal could have changed everything. But um, quick shout-out to him. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, move on to the C-index. Paul. Paul Lee, it's been a while since we've gotten this from you, man, but let's go ahead and get it. Something that got you out of your seat, whether it's uh, this game or the past week, and then something that got you kind of slouching back and and a little bit bummed out.
2: Oh, God, dude, this is hard. I forgot you guys were going to do this to put me on the spot. Um, The negatives. Yeah, I mean – Let's see. Things that, things that I'm really excited about. I mean, I, I, it's kind of hard to top things that I got excited about after today's game, right? I mean, we're knocking on the doors of quarterfinals. So, um, I was trying to hold it together at work all day. Um, I sat around about 40 people at desk. So I'm sure people are looking at me over there twitching and sweating nervously. <laughs> um wondering what I'd done in the bathroom about 30 minutes ago um so um you know, I mean it for me the excitement's obviously uh, gonna cold into the next city game um that's gonna be the big thing for me um gosh things I'm bummed about well you guys know I love my boy Lallana so that was heartbreaking to see yeah him that was gonna again. be mine too yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah
2: that was tough for me to see the other thing that I really that really sucked I can't Gosh, dude, maybe this is like – I can't remember. Two weeks ago when Danny – when Danny boy – Danny Yangs almost put one in. Um, I really wanted uh, from the bottom of my heart to see that boy get a goal. Um, yeah. I'd love to see him bounce back in a, in a big way. Um, even if it, even if he moves on to another club, um, I think he's just such a good dude. I would love to see him come back.
0: I cannot wait till he breaks Everton's hearts midweek yep. when he scores a Hattie. I cannot love wait it. for it. So pretty pumped for Danny Yangs. That's a good shout. Uh, Jeffrey.
1: Really tough to follow Paul's. Uh, so I'll give it a shot. Um, the positives, there's just too many to mention in this. And I'm just going to go with Firmino's ruthlessness. Uh, we've been talking about it the entire pod. We've been talking about it. I think as long as this pod has been on and Firmino has been on the team, he is just the engine that keep the offense moving. And, He typified, just like Mane, the desire from top to bottom that Liverpool showed in this. I mean, everyone was switched on like they were on Adderall or something. I mean, it was like very, very impressive. Um, The negative, my only negative, and yeah, LaLana could have been it. um, They say the city bus was destroyed, which kind of of sounds like a positive. Um, Pep said it was destroyed. There's no picture of it. So that's my negative. I want mm. to see – like if you're if, – if the bus is in fact destroyed, Yeah.
2: I want to see it. Pictures or it didn't happen. Yep. Great. Right.
0: Shout out to TN and CJ. Pictures <laughs> Picture it didn't Sounds happen. Sounds like Luna. Yeah, 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 right, right. Shout out to Luna. Can't wait to have some chicken soon. Official. It's coming soon. Shout out to Luna. And we have to give Ali G a shout out just because he's going to be eating a lot of chicken with us. Um easily a good shout out for Firmino. We just keep talking about him and I don't get sick of it. I don't care. We can keep talking about him all the time because I love Bobby Firmino and you love Bobby I'm Firmino getting my, everybody loves Bobby Firmino. I,
1: I'm, keep, I'm getting my teeth whitened. Just yes. I was right just right going to say, yeah. That, that's how great he
0: is. I want to be Bobby Firmino for Halloween. That's perfect. Just go get a nice, nice white grill. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd have to say my positive C index, there, there was a lot of them like we've been talking about. Um, we talked about Monty's form. We talked about Hendo's game, Ox's goal, and Trent's performance. But – uh, I would have to go with usually we like to see a lot of passion out of Klopp um, and he's going down the sidelines and just huge fish pump, fist pumps and stuff. But he, you know, after each goal he reacted, but I felt like he kept his cool, uh, kept calm because I think you know, in the back of his head he knew no matter what the scoreline was tonight you can just go to, to City next week and get battered because they're that good of an offensive team, attacking team. Uh, and so I think maybe somewhere in the back of his mind he he's just kept a little cool um, in case because that that could have bit him in the ass um, if you know there's an awful result next week and then they, they go to show like oh Klopp should keep it calm or whatever um, I don't think he like held back in terms of like not showing his natural passion but for some reason it just seemed on the sideline like he was a little bit cool more of a cool customer and a cool cool cucumber
1: yeah because yeah he's business like and all the players exactly. are repeating his same narrative of well that was the first half. It was exactly. a good 3-0 result. I wish we would have gotten more. He wanted more attack in the second half, but just that was the first half. So yeah, there you go. A lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, just the whole the whole team seemed like it was it was just a business like performance. I know a lot of people use that, but I like it. I like the tournament. Seemed like it was you know again Liverpool weren't at their best today, but they they just got the job done. Uh, my negative, I, you could say Salah injury because you don't know what's going to happen yet. Um, and then I even had, like, you could use Klopp. Some people would view Klopp not going that crazy. would be a negative. But uh, I have, like, a weird negative. It would be uh, not that I didn't want any shots on goal because if you would have told me that Man City would have zero shots on goal before the game, I would have said, you're fucking nuts. That was crazy. But, I, you know, I would have liked to see seen a carrier saver too just so we can give him a little props. I'm um, liking carriers' form as of late. So uh, just... It, you know, he didn't really have to make any saves. He didn't make any saves. Um, so I would have, have liked to have seen that. Uh, I did like his, his general play, his outlet, the way, the way that we're confident back there. But yeah, um, that's crazy how I, my, my negative seat index is that I wanted a shot on goal um, from the opposing team. So that's, that's what it's come to for, for this pod, which is, which is good news. Gentlemen, um, before we go ahead and end this, let's, let's go ahead really quickly and look forward to the, the Everton match midweek. Um, uh, Let's just go with. Are they still a football club? Right. right, Just checking. They're not having the best season, but then again, you know, form goes out the window in these types of games. Again, everybody says something like that, Paul, but it's true. Um, You know, these games can get chippy. You don't want to see anyone get injured because you know there might be something in Everton's mind being like, you know, I don't. I don't think any player necessarily wants to go out and maliciously, intently injure somebody, but. They might not hold back, you know, in these types of games, and therefore you might not want certain players playing in, in this game midweek. Is there anyone that you'd like to see come in? Anyone that you want to see on the bench um, just to get rested up for that second leg at Manchester?
2: Um,. I know you know honestly I would probably this is this is strange to say but I I would really like to see Ox and Miller get a blow because I think that midfield needs to come back intact uh if Emery's if Emery's fit enough I'd like to see him get a play in here um just to kind of catch back up the speed in a match that I think that we can control um I'm a little bit pissed at Everton here man I'm a little bit chuffed with these guys essentially uh they they allowed City to come in and train on their grounds uh, on the build up to the match. So I'm trying to trying to figure that one out. Um, i have to go over what and good kick that did. Yeah, kick City. Big Sam in the chops or something. I don't know what's up with that. But um, um, so I hope we batter them um i think it's gonna be a i think it's gonna be a tight one um i think we'll i think we'll win 2-0 i think we'll kind of control the match uh, my concern is it's one of those matches that we control but we have a we we struggle a little bit getting things in um because mentally it's tough to come off of a match like this and go into that game
0: right it's it's like how do you you normally can get hyped up for the merseyside derby but you know after coming off a win as big as this it's it's going to be tough to generate that much you know energy and and kind of spark I guess you could say for what is normally a, a super important game but like again like you said they, they haven't been playing that well Jeff they, they've been having a pretty mediocre season um, I love the shouts for people before the season like oh I love Everton's business let's uh, I can see them finishing above Liverpool this season which is which is a laugh um, but is, nice. is there anyone that you'd like to see come in uh, and play midweek uh, and then anyone maybe you just want to put some bubble wrap on and, and just ice them up until next week
1: yeah. I mean, so for starters, these Merseyside derbies are a lot better, more entertaining when both teams are good. And it seems that Liverpool has been owning this I mean, in terms of the quality. They'll, you know, be knocking on the door of the top four and Everton still mid-table. So, I mean, for their side, I'm glad to see Seamus Coleman back on the pitch. I mean, he's starting, starter versus City. Um for us, to Paul's point, we need to we need Emery healthy for City um, at the Etihad. So I'd like to see him get at least you know 30 minutes or a considerable amount of minutes. Maybe he's not fully fit to go the, the full 90, but um, be good to see him on the pitch. Um, I, I, for all my money, I would bet to see we're, we're going to see Ings, um, Solanke um, for sure, Moreno. And I'd like to see Danny Ward. You know, it's been a whole year. He's been sitting there. I'm sure there's reason he's been sitting there. But why not? I mean, you're not going to put Mix in. Uh, you're I don't,
2: here's, here's one yeah. thing we got to think about. This is what we got to think about that I think that's tough here, right? So we're going in to play Everton. We want to rest players. Three points are obviously huge. United's got City this weekend.
0: Yeah, I mean, no, no doubt about it. It's, it. This is a massive game, uh, not just – to try and catch United. But I mean, look, you hope that city after this loss, turn up and win the league at home against United. I mean, what a weekend that would be to, for us to beat Everton and then see man city take the league at, I, I think it's, is it at old Trafford? Or is that the Etihad? I'm not exactly sure, but either way, it would be glorious. Um, like you mentioned, these, these three points are huge in our race just to widen the gap against Chelsea to solidify because fourth, you know, I think you automatically qualify this upcoming champions league. So, no no doubt about it. Every Premier League game until the end of the season is huge. But again, look, we're fighting for a top four spot to play in a competition that we're already in and in, in, in one foot in the semifinal. I want to rest players, if even if it's at the cost of Everton having a better chance of winning you know, against Liverpool I don't know how long. Um, so if it were me, I would want Ings to come in right away. I'd, I'd want Moreno to come in. Uh, I would hopefully want G to get a start. Uh, I, I would least just leave Karius in. I, I don't, at this point, I don't think he's going to mess with any goalies. Uh, it, it sucks that, you know, I, I wouldn't even be opposed to starting Klein this game. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I definitely would not be opposed now that he's back fully training with the squad to see what he's got. If he doesn't perform well, you you bring Trent in, but to keep Trent fresh for, for the next game because is going to be coming back at home against him again, so... I wouldn't mind seeing Kleine back there. I know Clavon hasn't played in a well. while. I probably wouldn't play Clavon, but Motip is injured. Um, I, again, and I don't Clavon, think he's... And bit...
1: Clavon ain't he fit. He's, he, 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 he's been injured. I don't know how he gets injured, but okay. in like, <laughs> training, apparently that happens. Masterson um, was
0: on the bench today, yeah. So it's like, do, who... do, you, just, do you, I, you probably play the same center backs, um, and then maybe you just bring in different wing backs, but... Um, I don't know, you know, I, I, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be upset with even three or four changes um, going into this game midweek. I know it's an important game, but look, the Champions League is all that well, I've got my eyes on right now. Um, th- this run that this team is having it could be something special. So uh, as long as this continues, that's, that's what I'm all about. Um, any, uh, I think who, who had the 2-0 score prediction? Was that you, Jeff?
1: Um, uh, was uh, that was me. Paul.
0: Was that Paul? Yeah. Paul. Jeff, what do you got?
1: Uh, I, I think we ship a goal because you know in my world Danny Ward starts <laughs> it probably won't happen but uh, so I, I'm thinking closer to two one. Uh, like
0: the,
1: there there will be a, a goal that falls in the back of the net.
0: Yeah, I mean it was crazy to have a clean. That goodison. City. Right. Tough tough to have uh, two clean, clean sheets back to back. It feels like but um, I mean I don't know how many goals do we score after Danny Ings has a hat trick. That's that's my real question. Who else is going to be scoring because. If anyone else scores that's that's automatically we're, we're four goals I don't see everton scoring four on us so um I say whatever it is it's it's a it's a big win with the with the Jen Patrickck pretty looking really forward to this to this game um and, gentlemen, uh, again, Paul, I know that you said you, you probably want to have the exact same squad going into next week's game against City, the same tempo, coming out with that same mindset. Jeff, is there anyone else that you might want um, against City next week or just kind of keep the same lineup? If Emre's fit, do you put him in maybe?
1: Yeah, you have to because Henderson, because of the yellow card today, can't play at City. So right. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, and that's why I think you'll see him get minutes versus Everton um i don't know if there's a case to rest him when that's all you really have so uh emory's got to get minutes he'll probably uh balance the midfield with he and i don't know if it'd be milner could or get a holding Genie. spot yeah.
0: play that like one time or two times for us before i mean he's it's not ideal but he could play there
1: yeah in terms of the the 11 when we go to the etihad it's got to be the what we just saw or you know very few variations of i, I want to see genie starting potentially um, alongside john it wouldn't be bad and i'd like to see milner on the pitch as well so yeah i mean i don't think you really mess with the formula that's our, our best 11 today and you know, just you'll have to swap out henderson because of the yellow
0: yeah i mean i'm all, I'm all for that i agree just just bring emory in and keep it rolling um if that is if if you know Milner gets the rest we'll see how this this squad plays out against Everton to to maybe see what Klopp is thinking for the the next game but gentlemen it is again another week and another positive podcast which I hope can continue because man does it fucking suck talking after um like just even after that United loss like just you know it's good to be back up where we belong amongst the european elites um hopefully we can continue that and last thing before i get out of here um where can we find you all on your social platforms
1: yeah um you can find me on farmersonly.com uh jeff with one of those funny hats Oh, nice. Uh, or or on twitter jeff underscore Hallett with two l's and two t's
0: lovely paulie what about you man
2: I don't even know, man. Like, I don't even remember the last time I was on Twitter. I know I have an account, but you, you could probably, like, go ahead and, like, search my name, which is Paul Bickler, B with a B, the I-C-K-L-E-R. Facebooks. Yeah, or Facebook. You can find me on there and friend me. And, you know, if you're not creepy looking, I'll probably friend you back um, or accept your friend request. But, yeah, man, um, I'm officially old on this stuff, dude. I, I, I work and in, in, in talk with you guys, and, and that's about it. I'm sorry, you guys. guys. Can
0: f- you guys can see what Paul's kids are up to around the house um, exactly. on their Twitters. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Exactly. Right. And you can send, you know, tax-deductible donations to fixing my house. Yeah, it's brilliant.
0: Is it tax-deductible?
2: Yeah, for sure. Nice. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, you guys can
0: find us at TalkOnFP on Twitter. You can find me at Jay Vishny. And, gentlemen, thank you for getting on again, talking to the West Coast boys. I reside here in Chicago. And up the Reds. Hopefully, we'll get some big results coming up here, boys. Next week could be could be a really, really, really nice-looking week. Um, and as always, talk home. Talk
2: home, brother. Bye, guys.